Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country. Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world with no BS, no filter. Now your host, Constance Hall and co-host Claudia McLeod. Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank. I'm Constance Hall. And I'm Claudia. Hey, Con. Hey, Claude. Me and Claude just wanted to jump on here and and do a quick episode about life as an ADHD parent. Mm -hmm. Or a neurodivergent parent. Oh, yeah. I guess, you know, I think we could could cover a bit. I don't really know, know much about other neurodivergencies as parents and maybe we can get some of the listeners on if you've got specific things to your OCD or your mm. autism, mm. something like that, that would be awesome because, you know, we get to this stage of our lives and when we become parents or even for those who aren't parents that get become adults, all of a sudden you're expected to adult. And I think the word adult is very connected to like neurotypical people. Definitely. Because ADHD people don't really ever, a big part of us gets called <laughs> immature. Don't you reckon? Like you get treated like you're immature, you're a hot mess. I definitely feel that. Oh, she'll forget something. So people just start to expect that that is you'll forget and be late so you or you forget, <laughs> which is true. Look, I earn that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you get that rep for a reason. I've been calling my mum ableist lately because oh. she doesn't understand my messy house and my messy room and the way that I live, and she just thinks that I'm doing this on purpose. Actually, my mum is an ableist as well. She's like, "What do you mean you have to say your license plate's taken off your car for the fourth time because you didn't pay the?" I'm like, it's, "And she's like, it's not that you don't have the money to pay." I'm like, "Yeah, that's right. It's the unopened mail." things like that. Then there's all the things that we put in place to protect ourselves from like having our plates taken off us. And that is things like stopping the car, pulling over and paying a bill because it came into your brain right now. And you know that if you don't do it now, your whole life is interrupted. People say to me, oh, did you pay that invoice? Or did you respond to that email? So true. You're like, oh, hang on. No, but I'll do it now. Right now in front of you, which might seem rude. You're on your phone? Don't do it now. Yeah. If I'm doing that, I'm usually saying to my husband or whoever else is around, one of my family members, hang on, don't talk to me now because I can't yes, me in my ear while I'm doing me it. Too. I can't have a conversation with you while I'm paying this bill online. Yes. I was watching Insight about three months ago or six months ago, and and it was about ADHD. And one of the women was sort of representing us parents with ADHD, and she was saying the shame 
that comes with being a parent with ADHD because mm-hmm. everyone just thinks that you don't care or that mm-hmm. you think that whatever it is that you're doing with your life is more important than than those things that you forget. Yeah, then remembering that it's the school bake today or that it's the, you know, the school play and the kids needed to have this and that. So that shame then gets passed on to your children and your children come home feeling like they're not yeah. good enough or their parents don't love them as much. That's really interesting. I'm going to have to go back and watch that inside episode because I didn't see that. But we can speak about this a lot, right, because we've both had this happen a lot, the shame. And I really don't like the way that organisation and what you do for kids is equated to love, how much you love mm-hmm. rather than what you do with them and the way you do them, the way you feel about them, the way you live your life. But it always comes down to good parenting means having had that perfectly made boxed lunch every day and having the uniform already organized and ready the night before and knowing every single fucking thing on the calendar that is happening at the school with all of your children. It's too much. And for someone that has an ADD or ADHD brain, all that stuff, all those emails, all that WhatsApp group, all those things, it can just sometimes be way too much for our brains and there's certain things that we forget. And so what we tend to do is just not look at the thread. (laughs) It's going to overwhelm us and we have to protect that part of us that is still functioning and to keep functioning, you have to protect that part of you. And so I guess when we're a really strong ADHD symptom, I guess, is that hyper-focus. And so when you are involved in something, you are really involved in it. Or you love something. If I find something really, which really fascinates me, I'm really into. I can, I really hyper focus on it. Absolutely, but then when you're not, you, it's not. It's sort of out of sight, out of mind, and you can quite easily forget these things. I just reckon it's gonna all it's gonna come down to is awareness. I have friends who will say to me like, "Con, don't forget, it's this day." and your kid needs, they'll message me that and I'll be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Help your sister out. When they're having an overwhelming day and they're, you know, really busy and they can't get any housework done or something, they can drop their kids off at my house and I already have six kids but I won't bat an eyelid to have it. There's benefits of the chaos is okay for me and I'm not going to go, oh, no, sorry, we had arrangements. I'll drop everything to have anyone's kids at any time. That's true. That's a big big strength of yours. Yeah, and the way you can look at, like, ADHD is go, okay, she might really struggle to do remember this and that and I might have to kind of carry her when it comes to messaging her about her kids' stuff. But in return, there are some other really amazing traits that most ADHD people are more than happy to share and contribute to the group, French friendship group. Agreed. Yeah. Look, I guess it just comes down to not being such a judgy cunt as well, doesn't it? But that's not always the case. Yeah. So we need to, like, you know, raise a bit of awareness about it. Did I tell you that I had a scenario? I might, might have talked about this on this podcast before. I was listening to a podcast the other day and, and one of the girls was about to say a story and she goes, I can't remember if I've already said this on this podcast before. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's me. But there was, I did meet a really, a Billy came home and said that she'd been parentally judged by someone. She did, but we didn't really go too deep into yeah, it. Well, so like this can. woman, I, I just couldn't get get to this play. Billy told me not to go. She was like, my mother minds, like it's not a big deal. Mm. It's an hour away and whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. Billy's pretty good with me. She'll tell me if if I need to be there. And I didn't go. And then Billy faced a mum. And this is the thing, right? Like our kids start to know when to swoop in and I know you. remind us of things or save us. Mine do it all that. Mum, don't forget this and did it. Exactly. Or they'll bow you up in the corner and they go, you're doing this now. And you're like, okay. So Billy yeah. went there yeah. and this mum said to Billy, where's your mum? 
And Billy said, oh, she works. She's got, you know, five other kids and it's an hour away. So I just told her not to come. She goes, it's your mum's responsibility to come and be here for you. And Billy was like, no, she's been there for me for heaps of stuff. We both decided it was fine. <laughs> and she goes, like, and Billy goes, I've got no lines. And she goes, even if my son was playing a tree or a rock or something, I'd still be here. And Billy goes, it was, what did she want me to say? My mum just doesn't love me as much as you love your son. That's what she was trying to make her feel like, though. But then fast forward a year, right, and I've gone to the school. The school had this fair event thing during the day on a weekend and I went there and there was this woman and she was just different to all the other mums. Like she just seemed really super different. I don't know if she was neurodiverse or what, but she was like when I introduced myself to her, she just sort of told me some my family aren't talking to me because, you know, like all this, telling me all this like private stuff about her family and why they all hate her. And her ex was an alcoholic and she has been an alcoholic before as well, but she's an AA and things that people would not normally just say when they just met you. And I was intrigued and I was like, I actually really like You love a good overshare. You were like, I'll sit down. for it. Do you know what I mean? Like the whole day I was just like, where are you going? Let's get a drink. <laughs> Your yeah, best and friend. then she was telling me she'd been diagnosed with like all sorts of mental disorders, I guess you would call them. I was there for that too. You know, people are often quite cagey about their diagnoses, but she seemed to like, oh, I have a fuck to give in the world. Mm. Anyway, then went home and Billy Violet goes to me, you know that woman that you were talking to all day? And I said, yeah. And she goes, you know that was the woman that mum judged you at the play? And I was like, really? And she goes, yeah. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so not offended anymore. Like, she's just a bit nuts. She doesn't mean any harm. Wow. Really? Okay. She just says things that are, you know, that she thinks. And if I knew her, I wouldn't have cared. But because I didn't know her, I just assumed it yeah, came right. from this spiteful place. Like, I bet she didn't even go home that night and judge me. I bet she was already judging someone else by the time she got in her car. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And just because that's just, she's just different. But it was fascinating. Mm. It was almost like I took it so personally and I just assumed that it was this vengeancey bitch. Like I assumed it came from a woman who had a backing of all these other women and they had all decided that I was crap. Whereas yes. really it was when, yeah, yeah she was ostracised but she didn't care. Like it was just an interesting mm. take on it. you got to ask. And maybe she was just having a shit day when she said yeah. that to Billy. I also think there's a lot of like shit that happens to mums that doesn't happen to dads. You know, when it comes to like ADHD. Absolutely. Because women are bitches and a lot of women don't hold each other up. In the schools, they expect so much more from mums than they do from dads. Like you never hear seeing that. They expect more from, yeah, and they expect more from all parents. Like we are on so many more contactable mm. avenues. You know, we've got a WhatsApp group for yep. fucking everything, which gives me WhatsApp anxiety. Like so last week I just turned my WhatsApp off for a couple of days. I was like, look, it's all going to be okay. I've got a separate work watch chat, so that's fine. Because there was just too many things going on. I consider all things to do with the school as work and things to do with my kids, like if is there basketball. I will say to Denim, I have to work this morning when I have to take the kids to basketball or something because that to me is work. It's not something I'm doing for me. It is something I have to do. There's a good meme going around at the moment saying, I had to quit my full-time job to read my children's school emails. And I was like, yep. And so I don't read them. So true. And it is. This, my school's quite good, though. They will call me and go, oh, Con, you know, the kids were meant to bring this in today, but you can do it Monday. And I'm like, thank you. Totally. Totally. Well, that's great. See, they know. But that's probably because it's a Steiner school and they're used to a bit of neurodivergency, maybe. 
And also they don't have as many students, so they can't do that for everyone if it's a school. Right. I did have to say to Snow, yeah. like Snow's like, yeah, and you forgot again. And I'm like, okay, Snow, do you understand what it's like to run a big company and to have a lot of people's welfare and, and their jobs at stake if you you don't do your job properly? Like it's, it's a lot. And I also get like 60 emails a day, so not just the one from your school and everything's important. It's hard. We were talking the other day to your beautiful Aunt Lisa about like play shame. And I was saying to you afterwards, after the episode, that I don't have any play shame. And I was like, it's cool. Yeah. At least I'm not, don't feel guilty about that. But I have a lot of, I don't know what to call it, ADHD mum shame, where I feel really guilty because of the things I've forgotten with my kids. The main one mm-hmm. being school photos yeah. a few times. I've forgotten to order those. And last year, this year, Ivy was like in tears. She was like, mum, you forgot to do it again. I was like, I did it, I'm sure. So I must have like, filled in the whole form and then maybe got distracted and not finished it she was like mom I was the only one to not get the photos handed out in the classroom I was like got onto the site and I ordered that and the last year's ones that I'd forgotten for it and got them sent out so they still keep they still keep the last year's one I don't know if they do it for everyone but I explained Mm. myself to the lady who was amazing on the phone and she that happened but fuck I felt bad but it wasn't you know it's just one of those things it was just one step too hard for me and that day I don't know and when you add you know extra kids into it you know it's interesting because I myself was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 16 so I was in high school and I was really struggling with school like really struggling with you know just attention all that sort of stuff with my grades and I went to a private school that was very academic focused and I think it was also the just the time it was like a lot of schools are focused on other things now which is great but my school at the time wasn't and I said I wanted to be a hairdresser and they said that's not like an option finished school did all that because I was diagnosed and went on medication for year 11 and 12 fucking aced it like passed all the exams I needed to pass then when I was about 20 I was like I don't think I really need to be on medication anymore and I don't think I need to be on this for the rest of my life, went off it. Went on my jolly way doing all my different things throughout life. And when I um, had children, I got to the point when they were probably, and it's just probably I started noticing when they were at school and my life got busier, like I went back to more work and I had different children and I especially noticed it ramp up again, my ADHD symptoms where I just totally forget some things. I couldn't get everything done all the admin, the all that sort of stuff. I had piles, piles of unopened mail go on with all these different things. And it's because my life became more busy and I probably was hyper-focused on having small children. That was like, I loved that. I was focused on it. I loved it. You sort of know what you're doing, don't you? It's one thing. It's one thing. And probably all the admin and everything else that comes with having yeah. a larger family as well was a lot more. So I started to just drown in it all again. So I went back to see someone and he said, that's quite common. And I know a lot of people also get diagnosed when their children get diagnosed. They don't really notice their symptoms yeah, yeah. as much. Or they notice them as when they were young because it wasn't such a big thing. Totally. And they're like, oh, yeah. I've got that. Yeah. I've got X, Y, Z. It's a tricky one as well. I find medication as an adult with ADHD is a tricky one because I was like you. I was in this like weird course to, that you do when you leave leave school and you needed your year 10 certificate. Like I didn't have it. So I had to do this weird course. Oh, like a bridging. Yeah, it was just very years so that you could do go to TAFE and stuff. But when I did that, I was there. You meant to like do it in four months and I was there for like a year and a half and I hadn't even done a quarter of the work. <laughs> <laughs> like, I played Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> every day and I was like the test was true and so then I finally get medicated and I, I see it in like three weeks I'm like 
there. See, it's yeah. like a light goes on, isn't it? It's so interesting. It really is. But then I have a love-hate relationship with meditation because I feel like yeah. it can make you hyper-focus on work and it can destroy your work-life balance. And as much as it makes it easier to do your work, it also makes it harder to not do your work and to go, okay, now I just want to be present with my children. It's a balance. And everyone's different. I listened to a podcast of quite a well-known Australian person in the media who was diagnosed later in life. And she said that when she started off on whatever medication she was on and she'd just have it when she was working and then she wouldn't have it on the weekends. And she said after like a while, she was like, her kids were like, can you get have that medication on the weekend? Because it's almost like you're just a bad version of yourself. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Most people say that they're less funny when they're medicated, that they're like, most kids say that. Like, I feel like I'm sort of the class clown. I'm funny and I'm loud and all the rest of it. They want to medicate. Yeah. And you lose that when you're medicated. Yeah. It's, it's fine balance, isn't it? I worry about adults that are getting diagnosed now because it's become so much more awareness and stuff, but they don't have that history of understanding the meds and understanding that's all the status of We're talking mm. about meds. Yeah, it's scary. You know what I mean? Like yep. all ADHD meds, most of them anyway, are amphetamines and that's not always going to be the fucking answer. Totally. Like Rumi, he's, he's really, really ADHD and he needs medication for school but on the weekends, I don't give it to him. And he does, if we're out, if we're at the beach or if we're doing something. I personally think that's better. And I think that having the time off them is. It's important because your body needs that holiday from it anyway, the adopticals, the holidays, so that your tolerance doesn't go up too much. And also relying on those sort of things. Yeah. You know, like you need to be able to understand. So sometimes I wonder, is, is life too much? Are we expected to do too much? And mm -hmm. it's interesting because it feeds back to what we were talking about with Lisa, that we are the first parents, the first generation of parents that have been expected to do this much while raising our kids. Like I remember having one kid and saying to dad, how did so Nan do it with 10? And dad was like, oh, honey, she didn't have to do half the things you have to do. She didn't have to go to the bank. It was a simpler time. Yeah. I reckon there's going to be that yep. kind of time where we're going to have to ask ourselves, are we trying to do too much? Because, you know, there yep. was a study done, and I learned this in the six weeks that I went to university, <laughs> my psychology. I remember that. I remember that. It was, you are very vocal about it you're like I'm off to uni everyone <laughs> in between the time of when I got accepted of when I did my stat test and got that amazingly high result and then got accepted into uni that's when I was really vocal once I went there I was a little less vocal <laughs> I actually think I saw you once with like a lanyard with the uni thing on it oh, yeah you would have and you know like I think my private Facebook still says went to Murdoch even though I was only there for like there was this study that said that it is actually impossible to multitask. The reason they say women are better at multitasking than men is because women, we can chop and change between what we're doing a lot quicker than men can. Because don't forget, like historically, if you look at the work of the evolutionary psychologists, they often say that women were having to look after the kids while look out for danger while you know do all this stuff even back when our brains were kind of mm. being formed and whereas for those thousands of years and whereas the men were 
focused on hunting and that was very single focus. So it's like common for men to be able to do that hyper focus. But that's how men's brains are wired anyway. It's like that box that's on in front of them. Totally. Like when they're watching the TV or something, that yeah, they're just like gone in a trance. But I think you're right. I think we do chop and change with our thoughts. It's not that we're doing them all at the same time. Yeah. But that's what this study was talking about because this unit was actually about the new world of digital media and of technology. And it was saying that we don't have five or ten minutes to think about nothing and clear our brain while we're in the the line at the bank because we're quickly paying a bill on our phone or checking our emails or, you know, like our brain doesn't get that break. And so what it was talking about multitasking was it was going, multitasking is not a thing, chopping and changing very quickly is a thing. That's it. And when you are overloaded and overwhelmed, all the things that you're chopping and changing between are just getting slightly less attention. You're actually doing, taking on more, but doing everything a little bit less Okay, so what do we need to do? Like we need to cancel ourselves and say, well, I'm, I'm not doing any of that today. I'm at capacity. I'm, I'm actually not going to do any of that, that today. Like I have, you know, you, you say to me, are you dead? Because I will go off and I will just go. <laughs> and it has gotten me in trouble because I've got like people at my company going, uh, we're all kind of like waiting to do this launch and you've just dropped off the face of this earth. So, look, I think it is healthy to, you know, switch off for a couple of days or whatever. But yeah, and even switching off at a certain time of night. I've had to teach myself to do that. His denim doesn't live with me, but I will yeah. go to his place and sleep there with him most nights and bring some of the kids, you know, some of them will stay at mum's. But when I get there, I'm like, I'm not working, like no matter what. I will always want to and always say, yeah, 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 I'll be able to do that tonight. But then when I get there, I'm like, no, nah, brain's overwhelmed and whatever you get out of it, crap. I'm out. I think there is way too much expected from us as parents and, and women and men and statistically it has shown that women do have to do more of the the mental load the house stuff the school stuff all that sort of stuff but I know there are men that do all that as well and fantastic take hats off to you <laughs> however and I remember this being Great highlighted one. to my <laughs> yeah well done clap clap and my mum said to me I was dropping one of my kids at school when they were like in primary school it must be like year one and my mum was a teacher not now but was and she said she goes, this is fucking ridiculous, Claudia. She said, when I taught, there was one teacher for each class and they taught everything. They taught all the lessons and these little kids were marching around going off here for an external lesson. And, da, da, da. and she goes, it's just too much. And the stuff that's expected of the parents and all of the stuff that gets sent home, and it's not just a little, we'd sent home a note in the school bag, one crinkled note, that was it. But now it's, yeah. And it's like they don't collaborate. They don't go, who else has already emailed her today? My school is actually beautiful because I told them I was really struggling with that. I said, as a Steiner school, you get a lot, you know. And I said, and then times that by four or five, I have five kids in the Steiner school now. So, And the principal took it on board and she was like, I'm just trying to think if there is any way that we can sort of information for you wow, I didn't expect great. her to go through with doing anything like that because it's a lot more admin for them but like I think that every school might need to try and but if they're going to get a better response from you that's going to be more effective for them right yeah but I also feel like these schools all sort of say that they're inclusive and stuff but if you have a single parent who has to work in order to pay the school fees and the bills it doesn't feel that inclusive because how would you then get to all of the things that you need to do in order to be a part of the school community I'm super lucky because my work's flexible but that doesn't mean I'm not working totally some people you know the majority of people is not and look some schools are better than others you know I know people that have got kids at a school nearby from me a really really large public school but they all say their communication is 
amazing. And each teacher sends out emails for the class, just a well-oiled machine, but some aren't. So it's, I think it depends where you go. Yeah, I think that this is a new world parents being expected to also work and and also like be independent we don't have one parent that just focuses on the stay-at-home stuff anymore it's going to have to be an evolving a moving machine where we we try and figure out systems Mm. but in the meantime I think if you do recognize that someone's sort of struggling to keep up with it all rather than getting into a little pack of women and going yeah she doesn't really care like I asked her here and she didn't even ask me maybe think Mm. maybe see yeah, be kind. be kind. And maybe not take it out on the children as well. I've also had my youngest be sort of punished for something I forgot. And that punishment went, you know, turned into something bigger. She was then sort of like picked on by an adult about it. That was actually savage. It was full on. It's it's still going on. This this woman now just glares at myself and my child constantly at the school. My daughter actually said she didn't want to play netball. So I didn't put her down for the tryouts. And then, as she does, she changed her mind. So she decided on the day the tryouts were happening, she was she'd go and try out because she thought, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wants to put me down because <laughs> these things just don't happen. But you know, and I went to pick her up. And she got into the car, bawling her eyes out. And the the head of the netball committee, who is not a pleasant man, just very competitive mm. and very by the book. And he said, no, your name's not on the list. You you cannot try out. And I thought that's mean anyway so she got into the car and started sobbing so i emailed him the next day saying look you know could she could you just slot her into the lowest team because that's probably where she's going to be and you know it's community sport why can't they all just play i know for a fact there's plenty of room for her and it was the day after he wrote back and said no that's not happening the trial's all been done she does not have a place this went on and on i won't bore everyone with the stories but the coach of the lowest team then came and was saying to people behind the scenes that she didn't want her on the team so she did get on the team she got on the team, but there was also no communication. So the netball committee did not communicate with me that she was on team. Right. So it's blue, right? Then the day before, it had also been organised behind the scenes. And then the coach went up to my daughter at school, pulled her aside on her own and said, I heard you're on my team. If you're going to be on my team, you're going to be at every training session. This is how it's going to be. You're going to da 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 and my daughter just burst into tears because she had no idea what was going on. She didn't even know she was on a team because I didn't know I was on a team. And so we were off on this bad start and she was saying, I don't want to go on the team because she yelled at me in front of everyone and it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. a shit show. And it seemed from the not liking you. The parent? Yeah. I think it was because she coached a, a team with a lot of the same girls the previous year and thought they were a handful. Just dragged it in, just dragged the poor child in for some collective punishment. Doesn't really excuse pulling aside a child and speaking to her in that manner. So then, of course, I reached out to her and said, hey, like, my daughter came home in tears, like, just wanting to know what happened. And it was a very negative response. And so I just left it. But I did have to go to a lot of the training sessions to make sure that she didn't say things to her that were of, like, a very awful nature. So I'd have to, like, be there. It was fucked. All because I... Yeah, yeah, because you thought he didn't want to be. Because I thought she didn't want to do it. Then I said, can she join late? And then it was this huge thing that just didn't need to happen. It did not need to happen. That's exactly the same as with Billy Violet getting, you know, judged for me not being at the thing. Let's all just be kind and inclusive, you know? Yeah, why do people take things out on other people's kids? It's crazy. At our old school, there was one of the kids whose parents, there was a rumour going around that the parents were meth dealers. And everybody was like saying this and, you know, this kid's getting invited to my kid's birthday party and I'm going like, why tell me that when... The kid's coming to, like, is it so that I can be careful of the kid? Do you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like 
Mm. Not relevant. Why is that even being yeah, discussed? Is that you think, or how would you no. even know unless you bought drugs off them? <laughs> I mean, seriously, totally. Don't even discuss it unless someone's like in danger. Yeah, I don't think when you're talking about a child, you need to bring up what the parent like because that's what's happened to us. It's been like, well, what do you expect? It's Constance Hall's kid. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. It's really fucked. Like we've got to look at kids as as kids. They're all kids. Some adults are just fucked. Some people are just fucked. Yeah, I thought we we're going to end this on a really nice note, but we. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to hear about other people's issues with their different neurodivergences and how that's gone as in parenting. Maybe some tips to help us. Whether you've had to like sort of get your head around someone else's neurodivergencies in order to put aside your differences and just go, you know, like mm. not everyone is the same and it doesn't mean that we don't all love our kids because I'm pretty sure we do. I'm yet to meet someone that doesn't love their children. We do, yeah, most of the time. I want some hot tips. Like I've said to you, I'm like, I want an app that reads out my emails in the car. There are a lot of apps, right? Although then I need them to reply to them, so that's not going to work. I basically I'm need a PA. a little bit off, like all these apps and all these organisation systems that are like trying to tell ADHD people that we're going to help you sort your life out because we fall for it because we want our lives sorted out. Like we're easy targets. No, I just need a PA. I need like a person next to me just helping me yeah, out. Yeah, and you know what, Claude, I'm going to tell you right now that doesn't work either because I've had not PAs but, you know, people that work for us that have sort of taken on looking after my personal shit and what happens is you disconnect from it and so you will never get as much done as you would if you're still engaged it's just their job to just feed you things you can get people they're not it's not their life yeah like a bookkeeper that can help you have your bills paid on time and stuff that's all great it's kind of like when i've had nannies and they've done the kids school lunches and the kids breakfasts and stuff but I become disengaged. I would love that. Why do you have to be connected with the school lunch? You need a level of organisation, especially if you're ADHD, because you'll start going, okay, I don't need to do that anymore. So I don't even need to think about whether the fridge is stocked because someone else is going to do that. But that's what I want. I don't want to think about everything anymore. No, it doesn't work long-term. Trust me. I want you to do it. I, I would love for you to do it for like an NSA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do the experiment. <laughs> what about like just like a PA just and I could like read so I would be telling them what to do. So I'm still engaging them. I mean, look, my PA, whose name is Mum, doesn't <laughs> doesn't do anything for nothing. She likes to lecture mm. me the whole time she's doing it. So I don't know mm. if all PAs quite behave the way my mum does, but I might have to. All right. Them. Well, guys, Frankie, send us in some hot tips. All right, Frankie, thanks. We love you. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.